0: Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review,
1: and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things.
0: We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review.
1: Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during
0: the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, have you had the experience of being the only Black person in a corporate setting? Yes. Yes for a thousand? Yes, Alex, for a thousand. I have had the experience now... But then again, I work remote. So I am the only Black person in my office, technically, and the only person in my office, technically. So it's not (laughs) quite the same as that in-person corporate office experience. But the series that we're going to recap is still so relatable on so many levels, because whether you've been the only one... One of a few or one yep. of many, you experience a lot of these situations and microaggressions and conversations that occur within this series. Absolutely. Guys, the series I'm referencing, I mentioned last week, is the other black girl released on Hulu back in September, based on the book of the same name by Zakia Delilah Harris. 10 episodes. Quick summary, Dolora. A Black editorial assistant works at a white New York City publishing firm. When a Black co-worker arrives, she gets excited. But is the new girl a friend or a foe? Cast. Sinclair Daniel as Nella. Ashley Murray as Hazel. Shout out to Riverdale. Hunter Parrish as Owen. Brittany Adabumla as Malika. Bellamy Young as Vera. Eric McCormick as Richard. Garcelle Bouvet as Diana, and Cassie Maddox as Kendra Ray. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 88% critic score, 70% audience score, and 66% of Google users gave this film, I'm sorry, this show, a thumbs up. Delora, what is your grade for The Other Black Girl?
0: I would give this show a B+. I really appreciated the original story of it all. I love how it's very Black. I love how it's a, another interpretation of Blackness. We always say as Black people, we are not a monolith. And so this is, even though obviously it's, I don't want to say fantasy, but we're it's a horror supernatural elements that were involved yeah. for sure what do they call it uh magical realism uh at play i just i appreciate it and it's black woman centric too and and so it's speaks to the things that we face in these environments so well and i was actively you know questioning and asking myself like how would I react to some of those work situations? Would I have done what Nella, you know, had done or, or Hazel. Right. And I love that. I love that part, that conversation and drives um, while watching this movie. So it gets a B plus and it was well acted. And, you know, at the end it was a little bit like, really? <laughs> uh, Will you realize um, The tool for brainwashing, I'm like, this is interesting. Again, it's very black and it's very black woman specific. So I get it, but it was a little bit out there at times where I'm like, this is hilarious. (laughs)
1: Yes, and I'm glad you said that because I think that's such a good point that this series never took itself too seriously. Like, honestly, it was to your point when we talked about Ever After, there was a lot of camp in it to me where the stakes can seem high, but the ridiculousness of certain situations made it never feel just completely like, tragic or crazy like Mm -hmm. it had horror with the elements of humor I needed so that I wasn't devastated (laughs) with the potential outcomes of this series because and we'll talk about this throughout there are so many references we can pull of projects that have similar themes
0: yeah but
1: this show never made me feel like oh gosh black trauma you know what I'm saying like I didn't feel that thankfully I was and I scared, think that's though, why I was able to sit that, through it.
0: That flashback in that intro was like, oh Lord, we know what it's like to be the only black woman given a, a position. And it's usually when the, the, the place is on fire and she's essentially required to do, to be the magical Negro to make everything better. Right. That's usually when opportunities are handed to us anyway. Right. And yep. that's why we burn out so quickly. So I was nervous though, cause it's a real conversation that we have. It's absolutely a real conversation. My grade for
1: the series is actually a B minus. I think it's because on my second watch, I came away with a lot of questions that I wish the series would answer. Now it's possible that this will get a season two and that we will get some additional answers on some things that we'll get into. But to your point, really enjoyed the acting, particularly Sinclair. This was my first time seeing her in any project. And I thought she carried this series really, really well. I agree. Throughout all the nuances of the experiences that she had to, um, you know, handle. I love the relationship that was there between the characters of Nella and Hazel in terms of playing off of each other as well. And it's just really relatable. Like as a black woman, there were a lot of things that I could relate to and a lot of things that I was like, mm, I feel it. Like I I could just walk right into the scene because I feel it.
0: it. I feel it so much. And I love Malika was the MVP. She was a real one. She was. All right, guys, spoiler alert as we get into the good good
1: of the series. So, Delora, you mentioned it. We get a flashback at the very beginning to New York City 1988 at Wagner Book's office. We see a black woman rushing out. She seems paranoid or afraid. She gets on the subway and she starts having either real or imagined visions of all the subway passengers surrounding her. Her scalp is bothering her so much so that she comes away with blood on her fingers after repeatedly scratching. Now this gave me flashbacks to the creamy crack days, personally. And I did not enjoy
0: that. Yeah. The last thing you wanted to do was irritate your scalp.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And even if you did, and then you have to deal with the consequences thereafter. Exactly. This opening scene also kind of gave me goosebumps. Or are you afraid of the dark vibes for some reason?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) So either she's losing it due to like the pressure or there's something really going on here, you know, in something
1: seemingly sinister.
0: A la get out
1: (laughs) or bad hair. Like I feel like this definitely harkens to bad hair as well. I was going to say
0: it earlier, but I didn't know if you were going to use it as, you know, reference, but yeah, absolutely.
1: We cut to present day and the series follows Nella, a Black editorial assistant at that same office. She loves what she does, but she is the only Black person there. She aspires to be like the woman from the opening scene whose name we find out is Kendra Ray Phillips, and she is the only Black editor in the history of the company. What were your first impressions, Delora, of Nella, her life, and the Wagner Books office dynamics?
0: Nella seemed like a lot of Black women I know and friends with, right, in terms of ambitious, excellent at their work, hardworking, willing to put up with office politics, but at the end of the day, it's like, given major side eye, (laughs) like, okay, sis, no, I did not read the racial email. I mean...
1: (laughs) Like Sophie came in so hot,
0: (laughs) (laughs) so hot. And then, like her overall, you can tell that you know she loves her 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 relationships, so her boyfriend and her best friend, which I love. And what was the other question? And just, you know, office dynamics, which you you spoke to already. So
1: just your first impressions of her, her life, and just the office that she finds herself in, which yeah. I felt so bad when the only other person of color was immediately about to leave. Like, you know? <laughs> like the Asian lady who was about to yeah. pack up and say, I'd rather go to law
0: school. I'm like, oh no, leaving you all alone. And then again, being that hard worker, excellent at her job, I was very leery of her manager or her director Vera because I'm just like are you taking care of her or are you taking advantage of her and I wasn't you know with with the first impressions I was I was giving her side eyes like I don't know because with corporate America not everybody is nasty there are some people who play the politics so well that they come off as nice but at the end at the end of the day they are extremely selfish and they will stab you in the back and those people are the people that you should be afraid of not the ones who are notoriously grumpy because at least they tell you who they are you know
1: (laughs) Mm. there you go I also I kept thinking during my second watch is Nella supposed to still be like in her Early to mid-20s that she's still an assistant right now because that plays a big factor in it too. Because I remember at the beginning of my career, I was much more, not even ambivalent, but unaware of how things went in a corporate setting, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm coming fresh from college and from a different environment. So coming into work, I didn't note or I didn't pay attention. Like I was much more just, hey, I'm so excited to be here type of energy that certain things that I didn't note until later on. Like I had my first manager that I had at my previous employer, she referred to me once in a speech in front of the entire office. Oh, you know, Ashley, we love her. She just be be BB. bopping around the office did what? not register to me at the time not at all somebody came to me and was like are you okay and I was like what do you mean they're like she the way she spoke about you what is and it now be-bossing? obviously what you and I wasn't the only one you were introducing but I'm the one that you introduced in that way I've, had, just,
0: a, I've had a male director who was like oh Delora she's so sassy I'm like first of all anybody who knows me wouldn't describe me as sassy but that's just the automatic word that comes to you because I'm a woman of color. Like, yeah. I mean, subsequently, here. subsequently
1: <laughs> when, you, when you start to get older, you definitely register it. Like I've been told I'm too passionate. I've been told other things further along in my career that obviously hit and registered differently. So that was another factor is like, How old is Nella as she's going through these things? This is her first probably major job that she's had. I think you're a little bit more accommodating when you're going through things for the first
0: time. So I definitely assume that she's early in her career, like first five years, easy. Yeah, she said she's been there for two. So I'm like, oh, she actually could only
1: be like, what, 25, something like that. Right. When another black girl, Hazel, is hired as an assistant. Nella is excited to befriend her, but by the end of the first episode, Hazel pretty much throws Nella under the bus in front of her boss and their most important, i.e. profitable, author. A couple of questions. How'd you feel about Nella's predicament on speaking the truth on her feedback for that author's book, freaking Kevin from The Office? And would you have written Hazel off after
0: this? To answer the second question first, absolutely, I would write her off. Maya Angelou told me that (laughs) when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Yeah. You do not set me up for an alley-oop just for you to smack it out the net like that. Like, what? So, Nella, again under the assumption that she's in like the first five years of her career. I literally, while watching the show was like, well, young me wouldn't say something, but new me would do something completely different. Right. I shouldn't even say new me experience me would do something completely different. So I, I battled with that throughout this entire series. And so, you know, young me if I didn't have the knowledge that I have now, I I probably would have been hesitant to express my feelings on his book for several reasons. One, being the only black person in the room. And it's like, do I want the pressure of being the only black voice here to speak truth to power and handling all of the consequences that comes with it because when you're young in your career unfortunately there's a lot of fear-based decision making going on and unfortunately me being a young in my experience being a young black woman in corporate America there was this this phase of being so grateful like I'm grateful to be here as if my work ethic, my education, my performance doesn't allow me to be here. It's like, oh, grateful, 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 right? And you know, it would have been like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't want to agitate everyone so much to, and not like and fear like the possible consequences of of speaking up because even when you are experienced, depending on what environments you're in, the backlash is real.
1: Yeah. You often have to pick your battles for sure. I also think what got Nella caught up in this case is being caught off guard. She wasn't have hadn't been able to fully process in her mind how she was going to relay that messaging to him, because I think there is a way to deliver information. Yes. That would have been better received. Now, in his case, he was a spoiled, entitled, arrogant man who may not have been open to it in any capacity, but I think yes. it would have looked better had she been prepared and able to deliver it. To so your point, me and Hazel are through. You're on my shit list, boo. so I'm not saying that we're going to be enemies, but I will never trust you again. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever,
0: ever. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, because fool me once baby it was it was savage (laughs) it was savage like you literally gassed me up just to take just to put pie in my face like that like no thank you
1: yep absolutely anella receives a potentially threatening note in her pocket at work that says leave wagner now Did you have any thoughts on who might have left her this note? Did you think it was Hazel or did you think this is another kind of supernatural element or something sinister that's going on within this office? I was pretty sure it was Kendra one way or another. Oh, you thought it was Kendra Ray that was lurking around and had left it for her. Yep. Nella's boss, Vera, pressures her into apologizing to the author, Colin, for her feedback against her better judgment. And she also attempts to steal Nella's idea in a meeting to have a sensitivity read done on the book. Hazel offered up a mea culpa with the line of catching more flies with honey and does actually have Nella's back about the whole stealing of the idea and speaks up for her. But we end up seeing Hazel standing and watching Nella and her boyfriend outside of their apartment to wrap episode two. So all does not seem well. Not at all. I couldn't tell at this point whether or not she was going to... What's the one movie that was back in the day where it was two white women and she essentially was trying to steal her life?
0: Isn't it like...
1: Single white female, but single Black female in this case. I was like, is she about to single Black female her and try to come for her whole life and like take over?
0: Yeah, I was very unclear on Hazel's motivations to a minuscule point I understood her wanting to cover her as as it was her first day at the job but it was like you probed it we didn't even have to have this conversation if you didn't even bring it up and exactly. you brought it up and then when the light got on you 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 shriveled and made me look bad in the process because there could have been a way that she could have answered that question and not made Nella look so bad And also, I don't like it when someone knows they did something
1: wrong and then they don't want to acknowledge it. They pretend like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, you know exactly what happened yesterday. So why when I you're playing in my face a little bit? That's how I was feeling. I was like, can we acknowledge the elephant in the room of you stabbing me in the back just yesterday? You want to act like everything's all cool and bring me a fucking scone?
0: And Hazel is that type of person that I wouldn't trust either is because she's so much of a chameleon. Like she changed so much depending on who her audience was. And I'm like, sis, are you exhausted? Because I mean, how are you keeping track (laughs) of all these personalities? You know, literally conforming to her environment in in such major ways. Oof, I, I, I couldn't do it. A lack of
1: authenticity you're noting very early. Yeah. We get flashbacks in episode three of the relationship between Kendra Ray and her best friend, Diana Gordon, who is an author who worked with Wagner Books and published Nella's favorite book, burning heart. Nella is wanting to re-release it for its 35th anniversary and pitches the idea to the boss Richard Wagner at a fancy party Hazel dragged her to uninvited. What do you think of the relationship between Kendra Ray and Diana and did you believe Richards mention that Kendra Ray committed suicide?
0: I love that representation of Black woman friendship. I feel like Culturally, our relationships are different compared to our white counterparts, especially when you look at movies and culture, it's like, it's a lot of frenemies going on, right? <laughs> I loved the loving relationship of, you know, Black womanhood when it came to Diana and Kendra, as well as Nella and Malika. So I loved it.
1: Did you think that Kendra Ray had actually committed
0: suicide? I didn't know what happened. So we were still episode three. So I was just waiting. I had, I had nothing. (laughs) I didn't believe
1: it. That doesn't track for me. I was like, I'm pretty sure you're talking about she left her belongings on the side of the subway station based on the scene. We saw I'm like she didn't commit suicide for sure. That made me more, that made me suspicious of Richard. I think that was the first time I was like, Oh, Richard, you shady as fuck. What are you talking about? And did you have something (laughs) to do with whatever actually did happen to her? You know what I'm saying? Um, I enjoyed getting a chance to see the dynamics between Kendra Ray and Diana, but the shift that started happening for me with the flashbacks that I saw was when she, when Diana came to the office to supposedly bring her lunch. And then it turned into a meeting with Richard. I was like, so this gets murky for me. Like, this is starting to feel a little murky. Like she's a friend who has felt in these flashbacks more like family and all this and that. I feel like this should have been a conversation. Like it felt a little, not necessarily invasive, but like, don't you think we should talk about it before we just go off and have a meeting with my boss? Maybe it's just me. But I was like, that felt a little intrusive in some type of way.
0: I didn't take it to be that calculated um, based off of the previous interactions, right? Like I, it it seemed pretty organic to me. I wasn't- I I wouldn't even say it's
1: calculated, but I'm saying before you agree, I'd be like, hey, let me talk to Kendra Ray for just a second. You know what I'm saying? Like step to the side and be like, it's a good idea. Should we do this? You know what I'm saying? I don't want to- you know, cause an issue or anything like that. Like, this is your job. It's something you take seriously. Like, if one of your friends showed up to your job and in the next moment we're going to lunch with your boss, I don't know. I feel like maybe additional conversations could be had, but maybe that's just me.
0: In some ways, though, I did appreciate it because what was the likelihood of Kendra having lunch with her boss ever, right? If she didn't have that push. It was an opportunity for
1: both of them that ended up coming out of it for sure. Diana Gordon shows up in the flesh in episode four and forms a quick bond with Nella, even inviting Nella over to her home to discuss new book ideas. This is a dream come true for Nella. Nella invites Hazel over for dinner to meet Owen, her boyfriend, and Malika, but that does not go quite as smoothly. Malika was not a fan and made that super clear.
0: Everybody needs a Malika in their life. Like I was just going to
1: ask, was Malika doing too much to you? No. Or were her Black girl Spidey senses on point?
0: No. Malaika reminded me of my sister, actually, because my sister does not play when it comes to, to me. And it's like, first of all, this bitch already threw you under the bus and now she's coming over for dinner? No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. And I was here for it. Now- Obviously, her approach was not something that I would do. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. But you know, that, that's not me, and that's why you need diversity in your relationships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a um, Malaika in this situation where we've seen more as the audience than Nella has, absolutely clutch because you could be saving lives. We don't know what Hazel's true intentions are whatsoever exactly. as an audience, but Without that information, I thought Malika was rude as fuck. I'm just going to be honest. Like, yes, you may be suspicious. You could even be standoffish. But to take her into the bedroom and now Hazel and Owen are sitting on the couch overhearing everything y'all are talking about in the bedroom. I thought that was rude as hell. And if somebody came over to my house and made people feel that uncomfortable, they would be leaving my house as well.
0: Well, who's to say that Malika knew that? the walls were that thin. Like, I am giving her the benefit of the doubt, personally, Even and I thought still, it was hilarious.
1: You could have talked to her about it after the dinner was over, after Hazel has exited the room, tomorrow, any particular time. Like, we are all adults at this point. Show a little bit of diplomacy. That's just how I felt. Like, I've invited her over to my home for dinner, and this it, this is what it turns into. Again, as the audience, we know Hazel ain't, doesn't seem like she's shit, so again, Malika may be saving lives, but in the moment I was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, that would not have worked for me. But clearly she was right. And she knew what she was talking about as we continue through. Colin's book is leaked in episode five, and it is not a good public reception. And while Vera was about to fire Nella for speaking truth yet again on Next Steps, she finds herself fired instead. What do you think of Vera's handling of this crisis and her ultimate ousting from the
0: company? It's all deserved as far as I'm concerned. Like she was so busy being far up Collins ass that she didn't do the due diligence in her job. It's like, she should have listened to Nella and if, if if Nella felt uncomfortable, what do you think in this climate? Because we were in 2023 in this in the series. What do you think the public reception was going to be like? Like seriously, that's how it's. It reminds me of like fashion houses and when they release clothes. It's like who is at the table, and and if you do have a quote unquote diverse table, do people feel empowered to say something? Because this you know, these types of fallouts happen and they are absolutely preventable.
1: I just think it was crazy of Vera to have this reaction given that she should have listened to Nella in the first place and acknowledge right. that. And then you still try to shut her down when she speaks her piece exactly. in the meeting after the public spectacle, right? But the one thing that I felt about Vera was she came into this organization has it been a part of it during a time where she was always doing what supposedly she was told by Richard to do or what the company wanted her to do. So in this case, she probably was blindsided by the sudden reversal by Richard of like, oh, we're scrapping the book. Like I've been fighting to try to save this book. I've been ignoring all of the red flags. So I did feel for Vera with that. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? Nella warned you once. You didn't listen. Now she's trying to tell you again what you should do. And instead of listening to this Black woman, you try to fire her. It was karma. Like, it was quick karma in that room. Mm -hmm. Richard announces a new imprint that Diana Gordon will launch through Wagner Books that will celebrate diverse voices with a re-release of Burning Heart being a go and the centerpiece for it. Nella is bumped up to assistant editor with Hazel working alongside her. I'll put in my notes to Laura. What convenient timing, right? We're going through this PR crisis. Black women to the rescue. Let's launch a black
0: imprint. My deal is you've been in charge for a very long time and now you want to take credit for something like that i just i felt like it was really rich like okay (laughs) now you want to make all these sweeping changes because oh dude colin he was always like that the picture that they chose for this picture for that book had him you know with his hand under his chin it says is And it was like, you could have put racist in front of it, but you missed the the front of it. They knew who he was. They knew it.
1: And they allowed it for money. They allowed it for profit. And they also allowed it because it didn't offend them. You know what I'm saying? Like- It did not bother them what he was doing. But once the public outcry happened and now you're getting canceled and people are calling y'all racist, now it's a problem. It just rang so true to me. I was like, this is what happens and this is the spin. All of a sudden, oh, we're going to, you know, be celebrating more diverse voices. We made mistakes. This is how we're going to rectify it. Diana Gordon to the rescue. Here we go. Nella was confronted by a strange woman who's been following her. And claiming Hazel's real name is Eva. Dropped a note with an address. And when Nella follows up, she never shows up. Appears that she got kidnapped right as she was about to break some important information to Nella. In episode six, Hazel pops up at Owen's job to discuss her nonprofit, Young, Black, and Lit. I love that name. And express concerns about Nella's mental health. Was she overstepping?
0: Absolutely. Like, why do you know where my man live works? Like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, yeah, that situation could have been handled better, especially if that nonprofit wasn't actually hers. <laughs> and so so you're out here lying. No, it was crazy. You've met him once and you show up to his job
1: to talk to him about Nella, you've lost your mind. That's what I was thinking. Like you barely even had a conversation with Nella asking her if she was okay. And yet you think it's okay to go track down her boyfriend and have a discussion with him when Nella's not there. Yeah. I mean, the stacks, the, the, the chips were stacking up against her for sure. But in that moment, I was like, Owen, are you attracted to Hazel? Because he gave her like this little look. And I was like, do you like her? Are you intrigued by her? Am I supposed to take this? as there may be a possible affair coming? I was like, please don't tell me, Owen, you just fall for any black girl who
0: smiles at you. <laughs> you know, once they come, no, I don't know. What to say <laughs> but what I will say is, he was, I enjoyed his interactions actually with the BFF more than I did with her because I felt like he was kind of dry overall. His character was kind of toast to me. Yeah. Like very dry.
1: He was. I think he was just wallpaper, basically. Yes.
0: Like for the series. Wait, wait. Like insert boyfriend and it was him. <laughs> like, I mean, he was helpful, right? Like he, Cook dinner.
1: He, he made was paella. There for hugs. Sure, <laughs> he tried. That was it. So Nella gets the green light to pursue her favorite podcaster. Love the inclusion of the pods, Jesse yes. Watson. She's pursuing him for a book deal with this new imprint, but he's not having it. Okay, she went and had some coffee with Jesse, and he said, "With all due respect, ain't no fucking way." I'm working with Wagner books. He said, my integrity cannot be bought. On the flip side, Jesse actually offered her a job. He said, we got jobs at the show. She felt like she was, what she was doing with Diana was too important and she wasn't ready to step away. Should she have considered that offer?
0: Yeah, why not? (laughs) It's like one of those things where, again, even if she wasn't young in her career, I think it's worth it. Now, In terms of what she wants out of her career, her goal is to be an editor, so I think that it was definitely worth her staying put in in exploring this new imprint and motivation behind all things Black, (laughs) but it's good to know that she has options show me to check.
1: Let me see what the offer is and then I can make a better decision. Like not to say that everything is about money because to his point, there would have been other things that I would have been thinking about too. Like, as you mentioned, she loves publishing. She wants to be an editor. Diana's book is the reason why she fell in love with publishing in the first place. And so she's working with essentially her idol, makes sense, but you also love and revere Jesse Watson's show. So yes, I let me what what are what are we offering? Like what's the offer? What's the job? Let's talk it through a little bit before I just turn it down. But you know, things you know as you get a little more seasoned in your career opportunities, things can always circle back around, but some opportunities never come again. So there's that. We learned in this episode that Kendra Ray fell out with Diana and Richard over a change to the ending of Burning Heart. Richard thought the original ending was too much and too dark for white audiences. Nella pitches to Diana to consider publishing the original ending as a part of the re-release. This was so interesting to me because I just found it again, so real that you would try to make this story more palatable for white audiences and for broader audience appeal in general. But the fact that it divided a wedge between the friends, that that's what divided the wedge between the friends, I thought was just like an interesting layer onto like the plot of the show.
0: I agree. But I also believe it made a lot of sense for its time. We're talking about the 80s right like mm-hmm. things were so much different i mean we have our podcast today and we make it for people like like us in terms of like what our interests are and obviously it's framed through the lenses of black women but for since forever everything was meant for the white gaze right and so in order for the the mindset before and still sometimes today but we like i said we have avenues where it's not always the case things were meant for the white gaze and therefore it made a lot of sense that things like her book was edited the way it was to to make the mass is happy i actually i actually was thinking of that famous tony morrison interview when the the reporter was asking her about white characters and she's like my books don't have to be centered around white characters because my books center black people and black experiences she was like that's your problem in thinking that you know My story is somehow incomplete because we don't have someone white. When you're used to being the main
1: character, it seems very unusual to not be there. But guess what?
0: We live lives without you a lot. So. A lot. And you made sure of it. It's called redlining. Let's Mm. not go down. Preach. History. (laughs) Preach. All right. So
1: this whole malika and owen tracking down hazel's supposed boyfriend in a barbershop felt really random and messy for me that's like a scene that i really wished had not occurred because I loved
0: every moment of it
1: it just didn't feel well thought out to me like so you don't think that this is may possibly immediately get back to her like in today's world he would have texted her immediately and been like yo these weirdos just showed up at the barbershop asking questions about you. And then it also, to be fair, it did not seem like that's the type of dude Hazel would be with. If I'm just keeping it a thousand percent. I was like this. I don't even. Who are you, sir? Like, where did you? It just felt so random. The whole situation felt random to me. But obviously they were doing their due diligence to try to help Nella figure out what the F is really going on. Because when. You know, Nella starts asking Hazel questions at the office about, you know, have you ever gone by the name of Eva and X, Y, and Z? She tries to act like, you know, go up in arms like, oh, how could you, I have this stalker. How could you not tell me about this? And then cut to, she goes home and guess what? She got the girl in her house chained. Okay. She didn't kidnap her. Crazy. (laughs) And her name is Shawnee and she's from a past life that Hazel had back in Boston. Nella felt bad about this whole situation and she ends up making amends to Hazel by getting Wagner to donate a percentage of the proceeds of the re-release of Burning Heart to the charity that she supposedly helps in episode seven. Hazel in turn invites Nella to a hair party at her place, but shit got weird, especially when Malika's ex, Ruby, attends with a new personality and wardrobe And then Nella finds an envelope with before and after pictures of the ladies at the party, including a before of herself listed as, quote unquote,
0: current target. This was some freaky shit. I thought that was insane. I'm like, what is going on here? What in the the Stepford Wives is happening? I knew something was wrong when... They just did things in unison that was just so creepy. Oh my gosh,
1: standing up together. Yeah, talking in unison. Crazy. Do you let people play in your hair? Because that's one of the most absurd things to me.
0: (laughs) No one gets in my hair. Not no. It, It is people I trust, and that's it. You know, people when they get their hair cut, they they pick it up and bag it and dispose of it on their own because they
1: don't trust they think that people are are gonna try to do something with the leftover hair put hexes or weird things on
0: them i had no idea and again i love i love black people especially black people from the diaspora but the ones i know in particular from the south i'm like this we don't be playing don't (laughs) yeah I was like, I had no idea. It literally was me waiting for my hairdresser one day. She was sweeping up the hair and she put it in a bag and gave it to her client before she left. And I was like, word. Wow. Wow.
1: I've had an old hairdresser tell me not to let people touch my hair because sometimes people, she say she said at the time that people would try to do stuff to you and touch on you to like, put things on you essentially and so Mm -hmm. that stuck with me at the time because for me I just don't like being touched period by people I don't know I find that so weird for people to just invade your personal space in that way but this took it to a whole nother level like you were talking about oh we ain't real until I'm up in that scalp like girl you ain't about to be massaging my scalp and putting some unknown hair grease on my head I don't know you for one I don't know you for two, there, to Malaika's point, there's no label. What's in this
0: grease? And for three, why? Why? That is, yes. Did I agree to this? And who sits up, unless it's a slumber party, why are we all sitting up here fully dressed, drinking wine and watching her play in my hair? I don't get that. That's not
1: a part of my self-care uh things that I, I do with other ladies give me a mani-pedi party sure give me a massage give me some spa services but this hair is not to be played with thank you guys so much Hazel has used whatever power she possesses to convert Shawnee into her little cult because we see Shawnee pop up with a bob by the end of this episode I seriously was like what fucking Stepford Wives version of reality are we in and at that point i couldn't tell i was like is it the grease is it some type of supernatural abilities what is it that is
0: affecting people's minds yeah and mindsets right um because obviously the positive is they have been able to do some extraordinary things within their careers but then at the same time you know it's very much groupthink when they're with their clique. Very much.
1: Nella and Co., i.e., Owen and malika put the pieces together that tie Richard to all the Black women from Hazel's party. As we get into episode eight, Nella discusses what she's discovered with Jesse Watson because she wants to partner with him on exposing the truth. My big question, though, was why have such an important conversation with Jesse in public? Step for why Shawnee sitting over in the cut and overhearing everything. Why would you not invite him? I've uncovered a plot of mind control by a white man in America. Why would I be talking about this in a coffee shop?
0: It was stupid. That's all I get is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was I'm stupid. sure he has
1: a home. I have an apartment. He probably has an office space. That just really infuriated me <laughs> when I saw the episode. I'm like, that just doesn't even make any sense that you act like you don't have people who are coming for you. You know what I'm saying? Like at any time. So Nella attends the launch party for Diana's imprint, trying to warn her about Richard and Hazel. But guess what? She was speaking to the real mastermind after all it was diana all alone
0: exactly
1: had you guessed diana was, was the head of this that's all i was about to ask yeah. had you figured she was the head of this shit
0: yeah because her reaction whenever kendra came up was very suspect to me like oh i can't believe it and then like i know nella was passionate and good at her job but like Every time Nella brought up something that she rejected. And then after a while, it's like, you know what? You're right. I'm just like, (laughs) what is going on here? And I did suspect something between her and Richard as well. Because I'm like, there's a vibe here. And I I can't put my finger here on it necessarily. But I think you all have seen each other naked.
1: (laughs) He was sprung too. 40 year affair, 40 Mm -hmm. years. The heartbreaking scene in this episode is when Jesse pops out with that haircut and has been turned. Like I felt sick to my stomach. I
0: did too. I was like, it's a
1: wrap. It reminded me of the scene in Get Out when you first see Lakeith's character with the Sunday little best outfit on with the hat and all that. And he's been converted Oh my gosh, like it just gives me chills. Like it just made me like have a physical reaction to the fact that what have y'all done to this proud black man to make him suddenly pop up on that stage talking about I've seen the light and I'm ready to work for Wagner books. Crazy. Broke my heart. We finally get the backstory on Hazel in episode nine with a flashback to Boston back in 2019. Her actual name is Chantal. Chantal. She was a struggling living caretaker for her mom, and she really did have publishing aspirations. She met Diana at a speaking engagement at Harvard. Diana introduced her really quickly to the mind control techniques that she has because she invited her to this little gathering. She showed her what she does with the grease. Like, Diana was the voluntary of the voluntary. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was ready. She was ready comes from this grease. It's ultimately the catalyst for all the mind control we've realized. And by 2021, Chantal aka Hazel is doing Diana's bidding as a conditioner. Mm. Nella is her big assignment. All the other women that she's been changing have basically been practice. Mm. They've just been a chance for her to hone her skills so that she can get to the big show. In the finale, shocker Kendra Ray Phillips is still alive. You said you already thought so because you thought she was the one who was leaving her notes and all those things. So you had already figured yeah. that Kendra Ray was still around somewhere. Somewhere. She saves Nella from being involuntarily greased and wants her to go on the run as she has for the past 35 years. Did you think that it was messed up of Kendra Ray to have just dipped out and not helped when she knew? that this plot was kind of going on by Diana that she had these tools and was trying to use them against black people
0: i don't know sometimes you have to fill your cup before you can pour into other people and maybe she was so traumatized by the experience that she just needed to regroup and again finally had enough to help somebody i e nella get a get away Nella, she ain't trying to
1: go anywhere. She wants to fight and stop Diana's master plan to publish a book under Jesse's name to influence more Black people. By the end of the season, Nella has a new do and appears to have decided to have gone ahead and used the hair grease and joined the fold. But she's playing them, she's just acting. She's wanting to take them down. So happy. Cause I didn't know which way it was about to go. I was so happy that she was still had all her sensibilities and was just playing the game. Yeah. Because the book ended with her using the conditioner. Yes. So I'm glad that they went down this path with the series instead. So give me your final thoughts. For one, did you enjoy the music? because the music choices were pretty prominent throughout this series
0: and any other final thoughts you have wardrobe anything when it came to music I really actually don't remember it right now (laughs) Mm. um but I did enjoy it I did feel like her fro was a choice I'm not gonna lie (laughs) in the beginning of the movie. And I don't know if you noticed, but Hazel's locks were weird at certain points of the show. So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it definitely stood out. Overall, I think it was well acted. Again, the young lady who played Nella really did a great job, especially for this to be like a major project. Like I don't remember seeing her before. I I know she's in one of those um, insidious movies but that's relatively new as well so and the young lady who plays hazel she's a great actress i remember her from riverdale yes. and she's actually old she was older than all the people in riverdale too which i thought was interesting i'm like oh we have another bianca situation going on <laughs> black don't crack baby <laughs> But yeah, this was definitely a a wild ride, and I don't know what they could possibly do for season two, Uh, but hopefully hopefully it's unique enough because I'll revisit the series again for sure.
1: Yeah, I just want to know how long Nella is going to be able to get away with playing this game before it would catch up to her. Because if you're trying to stop Jesse's book, that's coming really, really quickly. So you would show your hand really quickly. So for a season two, to your point, yeah, where are we going to go? Especially, I mean, the writer of the book has been involved in the series. So she may have a direction, but there's right. only one book. And we know how right. sometimes these shows go when they go rogue. On material, girl. So I was. Just hopefully, the writer Game stays involved today. Yeah, I hope the writer stays involved. But there were some funny music choices. Like for instance, there was a scene uh when Hazel was feeding shawnee and it was like a love song playing. And I'm like, what? opening like y'all just so goofy with some of these music selections but overall I loved the vibe like I loved the vibe of the end of every episode like I think the whole series ended on Janelle Monáe float which I really enjoy that song but there was some Jasmine Sullivan oh, in there I love that. like oh yeah oh I do remember that yeah okay yeah there were some good picks uh and I also was just thinking like Something that struck me, we spend so much of our lives consumed with work. Like, there were times when, you know, Nella would come home and Owen's talking to her and she's just sitting there reading a book or her manuscript or whatever. And I'm like, are we, do we live life right or do we live life wrong?
0: I don't know. You know Ashley, what I'm saying? What's the year? Is this the way?
1: <laughs> Is this they, the they way? They believe
0: it was like, I work to live, not live to work type of deal. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Like, who made it like this? Who built this? You know what Capitalism. I'm saying? Seriously. But I had a few other questions too that like I said at the beginning I was left with. Like I needed more info on how the hair, hair grease came to be. Who created it? Yes. Who's the ultimate yes. mastermind behind this?
0: Love to know it. Because Please. I knew something was up because of the foreshadowing. Like the first time we met da- Diana, in the bathroom, she was doing something with her part, and I was like, "Huh?" And then even with Hazel, that itchiness and that blood situation—like, what is going on? And yeah, what happens when you become allergic to it or something? Like, do you?
1: All I have stop? to say is, using grease every day on your scalp—that buildup has to be
0: real because <laughs> who 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 greases a scalp every day? Exactly. Nobody. And again, how Black is that? Seriously, grease in the scalp? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God, I love it. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, some other questions I had was like, if Diana's original mission had just been to use it on Kendra Ray to like bring them back together, when did she shift over to, oh, let me start using this mind control on the masses. Like, let me shift the consciousness of other Black people. When did that happen? And then what was all of these supernatural inklings that Nella was having throughout the series? Was that supposed to be like a symbol of intuition? Like yeah, I just, you know, I just was left with some like things I was just was like on the mm. horizon. Yeah. yeah. Like and, especially and, seeing Kendra Ray all the time. Like she's alive and well.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, starting the series, I had no idea what the show was about. I didn't read the book but I thought it was very interesting that the only Black woman editor, she only had the job for one year and um, they haven't had anybody since. And I'm like, this is a real conversation in corporate America. Like we just had, um, well, five uh, directors of diversity and inclusion lose their jobs in yep. Hollywood this, this past year. And even before that, just... You know, when Black women get opportunities, as I mentioned before, is usually the house is on fire and we're just trying to literally put it back together. And using the fire analogy again, the burnout is real. And so we don't hold these roles for very long, unfortunately. And so I thought we were going to go more down that route. And we didn't. I think if anything, it was a little bit of a spotlight to that conversation, but Mm -hmm. it would have been interesting.
1: Yeah. I think with explore. them making a black woman the ultimate baddie, it left a lot, you know, it left a lot to potentially discuss because as we've talked about with some of the other projects we, we talked about with Get Out, you know, mm-hmm. that was white folks. With the blackening, it was us. With, um, you know, just <laughs> some other things that we've watched or seen where we're being played with, we're being toyed with. I think when it is us doing it to ourselves, it can be, you know, a different conversation, but all everything leading up to it, I think definitely caused me to think and com- not contemplate, but reflect on what we've gone through, like our own personal experiences and how we react to these situations. And do we think it, anything would be any better if we took out to, you know, Diana's point, the pain, our pain and somehow would that make it easier to navigate the world we live in? I think Nella said it best when she said our pain is a part of who we are. So overall, I think it was an interesting show. I think it lent to some good, interesting thoughts and conversations. So I'm glad we got a chance to do this one. Yay for black storytellers. Yay for black women in front of and behind the camera always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So guys, That is our recap of the other Black girl. Delora, time to get into the hidden gems of the week. What do you have for the people?
0: I don't have anything this week. Had a very busy weekend and a very busy week. (laughs) So I look forward to talking more about it next week. How about you, Ashley? I
1: just have one this week, and that is the love album Off the Grid by Diddy. I remember him announcing this at the VMAs and I forgot about it. So I was reminded like, oh, did he came out a new album? It's really, really good. And I enjoyed it. I've done like a listen and a half through maybe it's like 23 tracks and there's an extended version. It's like 27 tracks. It's good. I've enjoyed it. It's a lot of R&B leaning music, which is my favorite genre. You have everybody from her to Jasmine Sullivan, to Keelani, to even Justin Bieber on this album. Um, John Legend, like all sorts of people. There's a song on there dedicated to Kim Porter. Like, I just, I think it's a really good, solid album, especially coming from Diddy, who hasn't released anything in a long time. So I think, Mm. I feel like it's a good one to listen to. I feel like it's a vibe, And I look forward to some additional, you know, listens on some car rides and some curating on some playlists in my future. So that is my one hidden gem for the week, guys. We're going to get out of here. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think about The Other Black Girl if you've gotten a chance to watch it on Hulu. If not, feel free to get back to us once you have. Delora, thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation as always. Yes. I appreciate you, Ashley. Great job. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Please leave us a rating or review on Apple and Spotify. Share this episode with friends, family, loved ones. We appreciate you. In the meantime, as always, be blessed. Bye.